0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network.
1: Oh yeah!
0: This is the Cigar Authority.
2: Have uh, you any imported cigars?
3: The authority on everything cigar, in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host, a Jelly Donut, David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you. And I care. Barry Stein. I'm gonna use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan.
0: They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful.
3: What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light him up.
1: Smoke if you got him.
3: It's time for the Cigar Authority.
1: I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbells.
4: Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody, broadcasting live today from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Soundstage. And today, I'm just back from the 50th anniversary of the TAA, that's the Tobacconist Association of America in the Dominican Republic. And I'll tell you all about that as we light up two Dominican cigars on Cinco de Mayo. Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar
2: Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually-running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, awarded the Top Ten Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row, The Cigar Authority is the most listened-to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time. Or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com.
4: Cinco de Mayo, Mexican holiday. Yeah, why are we smoking Dominican cigars if it's uh, Mexican holiday? Oh, no, I just holiday. came back from oh. Dominican. We've been talking about Nicaragua for two weeks, so I thought, and I didn't put the, thing, the two things together. Barry seems but, but, to have uh, put uh,
2: some stuff together. I
4: am prepared. I have brought uh, Mexican alcohol. Mexican te- tequila. Tequila. That's so, what they were drinking down there in Dominican Republic. Tequila. Which I saw.
1: You shouldn't be mixing your alcohols, and I saw that you had an ample amount of tequila down at TAA. Usually Sir. it's
4: rum, but for some reason it was all about tequila this year. Tequila shots. Because you were just prior to Cinco de Mayo, which is my guess. They were passing the bottles around, by the way. I heard you took a the, swig right out of the bottle and everything. Yeah. Like a yeah, man. I yeah. was sitting at the Rocky Patel table, and you have no choice. It's the, part of the, the rules. The peer pressure yeah. was unbelievable. You had to. You had to. It's part of the rules. There were people that were... 30 years recovering alcoholics, drinking out of the bottle. I mean, you had no choice. It doesn't count. It doesn't (laughs) count at that point. You had no choice. The peer pressure was astronomical. Anyway, what's going on here today, uh, right below us at the Two Guys Smoke Shop uh, location, is they're selling tickets now for the two guys' anniversary party, and this is something that was actually a big talk in the Dominican Republic about also, um, because we were talking about how to improve our businesses and and grow and do. um, There's Barry. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) There's no problem here. It's 12 noon. Hashtag not an alcoholic. Right. (laughs) Um, So, um, you know, part of the things in, in retail um where there's a lot of uh yours is much bigger than ours. <laughs> <laughs> Why, well, yes. Yeah,
1: so thank you for noticing.
2: <laughs> you didn't pour any on the floor for your homies, I noticed. I, I drop
4: it. ashes on the floor,
1: you yell at me like a little girl. I'm not about to pour some alcohol on the floor.
4: Uh so anyway, uh as retail gets tougher and tougher to do, experiences are big part of it bring bring people in because you have an experience as opposed to you don't have the best selection retailers out there anymore that used to be a big thing we have the best selection because the best selection is clicking on Google right yeah anything you want Um, so you have experiences we've been doing it Um, it's our 33rd anniversary but the first time we did an anniversary party was our eighth anniversary and um, you know, people were t- talking about, I want to do it, but I can't afford to. This year, we're giving away a 1978 Trans Am Smoky and the Bandit uh, automobile. And I can't afford to do that. And I said my first anniversary, and I didn't bring that, that up when I was on stage talking about it. Um, didn't think of, of saying that you don't have to go to these elaborate things. You, you build to elaborate. Sure. The first year, we gave away a box of Wheaties. That was the prize. <laughs> A box of Wheaties. And on the box of Wheaties was Red Owlback, who happened to be a customer. Things and are
2: starting to connect dots-wise. Yeah. You've got a thing for cereal, clearly. I,
4: I, I always have anyway. But he, I see the box of cereal in the supermarket back then, 1992. And um, there's Red back on the box of cereal. So I grabbed a box of cereal. I said, I'm going to get him to sign this when he comes in. So he comes in the store. And we got talking about it. And I said, how about you show up at the party? And he said, yeah, I'll do it for $10,000. <laughs> and I'm like, really, $10,000? And he said, yeah, I'll get up and do a speech and people can take their pictures with me and whatever thing, but it's 10 grand. So I'm like, uh, let me think, all right, I'll do it. And he says, 5,000 down. Oh, <laughs> this was a regular customer. So I said, i got to give you 5000 down. He says, and 5000 when I walk through the door. Not the when the
2: speech is over. Nope. Because he 000. could die right after you hand him the check, and it still counts. So
4: zero trust in me. Zero. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'll do it. And next week he came in, I gave him the five grand, and then it's okay. When you walk through the door, I'll have the other five. Uh, okay. So at the, um, at the event, and we had maybe 100 people or whatever it was, and um, – up on our, we had a head table, and, you know, the cigar companies were at the head table and Red Auerbach, and um, I said, okay, the prize tonight is going to be this box of cereal, and Red Auerbach's on the picture of it, Red sign it, and he signed his name to it, and um, the cigar manufacturers said a little something about their cigar, and then Red Auerbach got up and talked in excess of an hour um, of stories, which was great, and then I said, oh, we got something here. So we did different things. Uh, Hilltop Steakhouse, those that remember Hilltop Steakhouse. Um, we did the first event when they did the second floor function hall up there. The first event ever at the Hilltop Steakhouse was Two Guys' 10th anniversary. And we actually had for the cigar that night was the Partagas 150. The first place in the world that had Partagas 150. We had it two weeks before the launch of it, but they gave it to us in advance to actually give away at the party we had to pay for them but we gave them away as part of it not knowing what that cigar would become later on and then it became from that as tanker trucks of gasoline automobiles uh, motorcycles (coughs) um, the man cave last year delorean uh different things and this year it's going to be uh what i remember when i graduated high school this was the car that's a that's a a
2: 6.8 liter engine if i'm not mistaken it's a it's an eight cylinder 6.6, 6.6, 6, I believe. Is it? I thought it said 6.8 on the hood, but I could be well, pulling some Dave math. Check your glasses. Maybe. Yeah. It's, but, uh, it's here. I don't know. You almost, uh, you almost killed one of our staff members shooting the carpet at him yesterday, I heard. As soon as you put the foot on the gas. You don't have to touch the pedal all the way to the floor. I did not. Just a little
4: Yeah, I, I did.
2: I don't think you did.
4: Right now at... Stop lights and stuff, I'm putting my foot on the brake and using two feet and putting my foot on the gas and then easing off or else it ends up uh, burning rubber.
2: We need to have rubber on the tires when we give that thing away, so you may have to stop driving it. I'll have to take over the responsibility.
4: Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, tickets are on sale now. Uh, Actually, two hours ago, the tickets went on sale, and uh, I'm told right now we are three-quarters of the way to sold out in two hours. Uh, 400 tickets are being sold. There's a total of 500 people that will be there, but you're talking manufacturers and staff and things like that to fill it up, the, all the place holds. So um, I would say by the time the show's over, but the warning is that you listen to the show, maybe you're listening live. Um, if you're catching this Monday morning, I'm, it's over, It's over, buddy. That's it. Um, get on the waiting list. Yeah, you can get on a waiting list. That waiting list is... is Somewhat longer than the amount of tickets we sell usually, you know, we'll get more than 400 people on a waiting list. It's which crazy, is, you know. And, and we say to them, "No, there's 305. There's five people ahead of you. It's not going to happen." Now, put me on there anyway. Okay, 306. <laughs> <laughs> um, with with us uh, that night, which is to, the event is going to be September 12th. So we start promoting in advance at the beginning of the year, telling you what it's going to be. May comes. We tell you um, tickets are on sale the first Saturday in May. Here it is, first Saturday in May, and uh, the event is in September. And then people talk about what happened after. So we get a whole year out of this promotion, and that, that was the whole idea. Was good with the. Uh, and it's it's very important to the manufacturers. They want to be here too. Um, you know when when that sells out, and it's the same thing that we say we're looking for this many people. That's it. And we send it out to everybody, and then somebody dilly-dallies and waits 24 hours before getting back to us. The next thing you know, that's sold out. And then it's like, I want to get in. And I said, just in fairness to everybody else, this is how it goes. So with us will be George Padron, Rocky Patel, Nelson Alfonso, Nick Perdomo, Eric Hansen from Hammer & Sickle, Tony Gomez, LaFleur Dominicana, Glenn Case is Kristoff, Christian Aroa, CLE Cigars, steve Saka, um hochi blanco jose dominguez johan swan from davidoff tony and carson Sereno, nick melillo with the wise man eric newman with diamond crown justo aroa for aladino and scott weeks for recluse cigars so 17 manufacturers will be there this is a five course sit down dinner 17 premium cigars per person 400 people will have bought tickets. That means there will be 400 prizes. One of those prizes will be the 1978 Smoking the Bandit Trans Am. You meet the manufacturers. You sit down. It's, uh, it's basically a game show. And uh, nothing more has to be said about it. If you're uh, not on the phone now um, trying to get tickets, you're going to be shut out. If you're not listening live, you can call our uh, mail order company,
2: yep.
4: 888-2-CIGAR-2 one eight 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 two two four four two seven two one triple eight two cigar two and Ed, Ed is on the phone uh, he said it'd stay there for another hour or so and that's it so we're just giving a chance to our listeners for the cigar authority you're far away you can't get there can't get here we'd love you to come up to get the tickets but for you we got Ed on the other end listening uh. For phone calls to come in if they want to uh, do that. So uh, that's it. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Is that something to be happy about? Did people die for this, or what happened?
1: Uh, I couldn't tell you the truth. No. I, just thought, <laughs> have no I idea. just thought it was the, you know, the day to drink tequila. Okay. So that's it. Shoot it? Well,
4: you could shoot it. I'm not you could shooting sip it.
1: it. Uh, I gave myself kind of like a double plus, so I'm
4: sipping it. Okay, I'm going to taste the sip. Typically, I hate it. Which it I doesn't
1: feel. suck. No, the tequila we're doing is Hornitos. It's 100% Aguave. Um, it's described as being herbal and floral. And when I do tequila shots, this is the tequila of choice.
4: Herbal? Herbal. Would that be herbal? Yes. Okay. They, that's the,
2: the way, way you they said be- it, it sounded a little too much like you were making the G silent in gerbil. I got nervous.
5: <laughs> they <laughs> pronounce it that way in the UK. Herbal. Yeah.
4: I'm going to shoot it because I don't like it. <laughs> Flashback to TAA? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it stings, it's, but it does warm you up inside. It does. It's, it's nice. got
2: bits of real panther, so you know it's good.
4: <laughs> right,
1: right. So uh, today's first cigar, gentlemen? Yes. It uh, comes to us from somebody that will be at the anniversary party. It comes from Chi Blanco's Indiana Head Tobacco, and that cigar is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. It is the La Galera Maduro, manufactured in the Dominican Republic. We're gonna light up the 5x50 Chevetta, which is also a, known as a Robusto. And the wrapper is Mexican, mm-hmm. being San Andreas. So you did plan well. For ah, Cinco de Mayo. not even realizing <laughs> it. It features a Peloto Cubano binder from the Dominican Republic and Criollo 98 fillers, also from the Dominican Republic. A single cigar will set you back $5.99, while a box of 20 is just $106.99, which is a savings of almost $13 or just under 11% off the single price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com.
4: This is a great value cigar, and toothy. If you want to know what toothy is, is take a look at, <coughs> at the cigars, like sandpaper.
2: The definition of toothy.
4: And oily. Yep. There's a lot of oils, present. Yeah, it's got a little sheen to it. Very nice. Good value for five ninety nine. Are you kidding me? This is a great cigar. It's time to cut our cigar, the official cutting, brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands are raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence.
2: A little, um, little spice on the... Uh cold draw there
1: my cold drawer reminds me of bazooka bubblegum the powder not the gum itself when you lick the paper yes when you lick the paper
2: but you drink another shot there buddy
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> no i get it you ever licked the, the paper of a bazooka bubblegum
1: you know you did it's similar to the gum that came with fleer baseball cards not oh. tops but fleer
4: mm
2: you're getting a little too specific on yeah. your gum. <laughs>
5: <laughs> think nailed it.
2: All right. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Gauntlet. This is a triple jet lighter.
4: You got a barcode f- on both sides of this? Like that. Just you do. Okay.
2: It made me lose my place. All right. It's the Vertigo Gauntlet. This 1999 lighter features three jets in line, also known as the poor man's flat flame. You got a flip-out bullet punch on the bottom and an easy adjustment wheel, and it does have the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. The slim design lighter retails for
4: 19.99. Well, the good news is you don't have to repeat yourself too much on lighters because they come out with a lot of lighters, and... They were part of the TAA. They were there uh, displaying everything. We got some new stuff coming. You you thought they couldn't get any better. Wow.
2: They're sticking with the Vertigo Big Ass tank, though, right? They are. Okay.
4: Everybody else should just shut it down because they got it going on.
1: They do. So in the chat room, Rudy was saying that Cinco de Mayo was invented by a beer company to sell more beer. I didn't think that was true, so I actually looked it up. And Cinco de Mayo is a holiday that celebrates the date the Mexican army in 1862 defeated France at the Battle of Puebla during the Franco-Mexican
4: War. So the French are not celebrating Cinco no. de Mayo. They lost. No. But at least they're consistent in losing. Right. Well, they don't even fight anymore, right? <laughs> no. no. The, the,
2: the two of you are so unbelievable. <laughs> we probably had, had people listening to us in France and now no more because you piss them off.
4: Well, if it wasn't for us, they'd be speaking German.
2: Oh, God.
4: I don't like this making believe the history didn't happen.
2: I don't like (laughs) bad-mouthing entire cultures and generalizing
4: when you do it. So let's make it believe it didn't even happen. Or you could just not say anything. No, just it's about drinking beer. It's not about drinking beer. It's the defeat of of This is the only
2: drink I'm going to have today on Cinco de Mayo. There's no drinking for me on Cinco de Mayo. Well,
4: Barry again. He'll take care of us. I didn't know what it was circled. It was the double (laughs) circle around it in red. I'm he wooden.
2: does seem to take the 5th of May off every year. So
1: Reinhold Widmeier in the chat room. Yes. Having a hard time reaching the U.S. from Europe. He says he's tried calling numerous times and he can't get through because of uh, busy signals. He would like to purchase his ticket, but he's not sure if he's going to be able to get through to f- due to phone issues. You initials. are all
4: set, Reinhold. You are all set, my man. You are set. Make sure you remind yes. Ed of that, will you please?
2: I will uh, text him right now while we're on the, on the Rein- show.
4: Reinhold is, is the editor of Cigar Journal Magazine, and if um, we do it right, maybe they'll write a little something about it or something, and I get a little tit-for-tat or something goes on for there. Who knows? If he's listening, and I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, what a nice taste this
1: cigar has. So... Uh, I just got a message from somebody on Facebook asking, who the hell is Red Outback? Red,
4: <laughs> Red Outback. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that would be so, Red Auerbach. So Red Auerbach is a famous coach of the Boston Celtics. Oh, my Celtics. God, really?
4: Yes. So he was a coach of the Boston Celtics for many years when they, when they were a dynasty. I mean, they mm-hmm. won every single year. Uh, home games. Every home game that ever took place, he won. He won as the, as the coach and uh, incredible basketball players, but he was the coach of it. And he did something for the cigar industry that nobody else had ever done, that when the team was enough ahead and he said, okay, it's over, even though the game isn't over, there's still minutes left in the game, he would actually take a cigar out, take the cellophane off it, cut it and light it in the Boston Garden, And even when there was no smoking allowed in the Boston Garden, he was the one that was allowed to smoke because he was making the call at that moment, it's over. As a celebration, he would light the cigar, and the game isn't even over yet. The
2: other team just starts going into the locker room. It's It's over. over. Put the (laughs) B players in. And
4: believe me, the cameras used to go on red out back, and they're just waiting, like they're starting to get ahead. They're 12 points ahead, and the cameras on the coach— waiting for him to actually take the cigar out and light it. And he would do that, and the place would erupt. The game's over. The the other team would be like, what are you talking about? There's there's 12 minutes left or something. No, it's over. Dave, what was his cigar of choice? Do you remember? He smoked Hoya de Monterey, double Corona, which is like a Churchill size, The double Corona, double Claro, which was the Claro, the green wrapper on the cigar. And he would buy by the box, and we would stock them for him and not really put the cigar out at all because nobody liked Claro cigars, and especially a Honduran Claro was terrible. And Why do you
2: say especially a Honduran? Like there's something wrong well, with Honduran cigars. Be, be,
4: because Honduran cigar has an early bite to a Honduran tobacco, and that, uh, Add candela, that bite
2: to candela. candela
4: on top of it, but that's what he liked. And that's what actually the U.S., it's called American Market Selection is the terminology for Claro. AMS, like you hear of EMS, which is English Market Selection. AMS was the American Market Selection from the 30s through the 50s. This is what Americans actually smoked. You look at old movies and stuff, and that's what they're smoking in the, in the old movies. This is what he smoked. And every once in a while, I'd grab a box when I had enough stock for him because he'd get very mad if his cigars weren't there and open a box for people to see, and they'd be looking at it and say, what the hell's with that? I said, Red back that's what he smokes. And they said, oh, okay, I'll try one. And they try one and go, wow, that's terrible. <laughs> and that's why you don't see it on the market. And uh, during the cigar boom, that's when it got really tough. that It was hard to get, and I'd call them up, and I'd say, I need it for just one customer. Red back? you don't want them smoking something else. Come on, send us some more of these. But he was... Just very very cheap he would argue about the price of what it is and come on i'm not paying that much (laughs) oh my god he was terrible and then again i had to pay him ten thousand dollars to have dinner (laughs) across the street from the store we had the dinner at the Bon cesan in everett massachusetts directly across from our store it's right there yeah ten thousand dollars to walk across the street and i gave it to him
2: i'm drunk (laughs) (laughs) what the hell is in that how I'm warm on the was? inside. My armpits are sweating.
1: Would you like some more? I, can,
2: I have no thoughts in my head whatsoever. I'm, I'm, we'll taking, you
4: more I'm taking
2: notes yeah. about what David's saying so that I can remember what he just said.
4: What you do is have another one. because I it's, don't it's, think it's, that's it, the
2: way to go. Yeah, It's totally
4: the way to go. It's the tequila sweats. Ooh. Is, that, is yeah. that a thing? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. I've heard of meat sweats. I, I've not heard of tequila sweats. Tequila sweats. It's already Ooh. happening. Oh, my God. So. I have to take my hat off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is there some sweating. sort of hot pepper in
4: there? No. Jesus. <laughs> You're such an amateur, huh? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't come out drinking with me, that's for sure.
4: Did you, ha- did you have some, Ed Sullivan? <laughs> no, I did not. I'm glad now, I think. Yeah. No, my I- God. I practiced a little while I was in the Dominican Republic. This is what's the drink of choice for some reason. How do reason. you practice for that? I had one sip. <laughs> So this is Mexican tequila. Is all tequila Mexican? Did I have Dominican tequila? No, I believe it's all Mexican. Yeah, it was it was Just a round pint. round bottle with a straight
1: neck. Yeah, Don Julio maybe it maybe. was. Sounds right. You meant,
4: know
2: you know your tequilas based on the shape <laughs> if, of the bottle.
4: If, if I'm right, I'm actually scared. <laughs> round bulbous bottle, straight neck that went up and then a, a little uh Went out a little bit on the, on the do, you
2: mind, um, do you mind if we talk about the cigar a little bit? Sure. Given that our name is the Cigar Authority. Yeah. I'm picking up a little dark chocolate, but very, very dark chocolate. There's not a lot of sweetness to it, uh, sugar-wise, with uh, cayenne pepper, infusion, and cinnamon on the outside.
1: I say I got the cinnamon. You can't say it, but you got it. Cinnamon. Take another sip
2: of this right here. You'll be able to say it just fine, buddy.
1: There's also kind of a little bit of coffee. To me, it, it reminds me a little bit of a
4: Drake's coffee cake. Yeah, where's the crickets? I, yeah, I don't have it at all. Drake's coffee cake. Yeah. I got the chocolate. Dark chocolate. <laughs> I want some chocolate. What? What's the matter? <laughs> it's, like you ha- it's
2: killing you to agree with me that there's dark yeah, chocolate. It's clear is. that there is. Yeah. And Ed Sullivan agrees.
4: Ugh. I'm a, uh, I like the Habano. I like the Connecticut. It's not a go-to for me, and maybe I'm missing, m- missing it. It's, re- it's good. You're drunk,
2: too. The, uh, I uh, find uh, I had
4: one drink. Let's have one more each.
2: Come on. <laughs> one more <laughs> each. Yes, yes, yes. This is how it ends up starting. <laughs> yes.
4: yeah.
6: It'll be 5 it's, o'clock before uh, I'm sobered up. Cinco
4: de Mayo. One more each. Go easy. You put a double for <laughs> That's him. a two-ounce pour. Look, one 1,000 thousand, one to 1,000.
1: He
2: starts yeah. counting after it's pouring. <laughs> right. He <laughs> said, himself. Look,
4: one 1,000, two 1,000, then puts a little more in. That's how he tells the waitress to pour his shots. Yeah, so you're got- loaded already. <laughs> what do you, you mean show- I had one drink? You're slurring your speech already. <laughs> I slur my speech all the time. Uh. No, I'm a cheap date, man. It don't take much. don't take much. So, uh, TAA, uh, established 1968, 50 years of this organization. Uh, And the idea was the golden past, the gleaming future, right? It's the golden anniversary of the TAA, Tobacconist Association of America. The idea is relationship-building opportunities that will optimize their success in brick-and-mortar businesses. So it's a brick-and-mortar organization and relationships. So the, the, the manufacturers are there. And... There's so much downtime, there's such a little group, it's 60 retailers, amounting to probably 150 stores or something, a lot of multiple shop And to put that in
2: perspective, we've said it before, but for any new listeners, there's about 4,000 cigar shops in the United States, so very, very, it's a small industry to begin with, and then you have 150 stores represented with, with 60 retailers.
4: Yeah, so supposedly the cream of the crop, and it's not always the case that, Somebody starts in as a good retailer and gets themselves in, sells a store, things pass, and they, they don't belong there. And they, there's a little bit of that. But for the most part, these are the top. Can you
2: recommend that someone be out?
4: I was, on the, board of, I was board, on the board of directors. I recommended that they should look at the retailers. Like, you just don't look at them the first time they come in. And, you know, this guy's been in here for 20 years. Maybe you want to look at this again. But I don't know if they have anything in there that, you know, if they do something wrong, they're outed. It has happened. You know, somebody has done things and stuff. This and retailer
2: things. sleeps with that retailer's wife. It they, may, may
4: be frowned upon. Uh, depends how much tequila is being poured dur- during the In set. the Dominican Republic. Right.
1: I heard there was so much tequila that people were jumping into the pool naked. Well, somebody, David. <laughs> somebody, jumped, <laughs> David. Into the,
4: somebody jumped into the pool with their white underwear. And it, it almost becomes transparent once you've done it. And what it,
2: color draws you got on now?
4: I don't know, but it wasn't me. <laughs> but there's always incidences like that because it's an all-inclusive resort that you go to. And, you know, it, it's from the – in the morning with – it'd be perfect for you, Barry. I mean, there's Bloody Marys in the morning. There's uh, lunchtime uh, beer gardens. Yeah, Just, presidente's pouring yeah, freely. It's nonstop drinking. But that's not the idea of it. The idea really is to optimize the success of brick and mortars and to share information with everybody. And that's part of the dream machine where you're clicking buttons and sharing information without telling, I'm the store that, that's saying this. Um, who A lot ran, of, things who like ran the dream machine? was Michael Herklotz. Again? But it was different this year. This, this year was not um, much asking questions. That's where the deals were taking place. The questions were happening um, with panels. So there were four panels of three people or four people? Four people per panel. And um, Michael Herkot had contacted me months in advance and said, will you be on a panel for the And I said, of course, let me know what it is and I'll be ready for it and whatever I can do to help. And never heard from him. And then I got there, and he says, we're going to talk about this before this thing happens so that you'll be ready for it. And then we they hand go your to microphone. the thing, and they said, okay, here's the people. Uh, and what a surprise to them because they don't know what this is about. But anyway, come on up, and boom, there I am. And um, which I think the idea was this is what we're going to talk about, but it turns into something else. As most conversations do. So the idea is it's going to be whatever subject, I don't even remember what the subject matter was going to be, but then it turned into the Cigar Authority and the Two Guys Anniversary Party. And there were three other people with me, and they're they're talking about that, but I think the majority of the subject matter became the Cigar Authority and the uh, Two Guys Anniversary Party. And... um, a lot of people ch- you know chiming in and asking questions with people around with microphones and things like that first off what is this and you say it what is your anniversary party what is it and then it got into people asking questions and you know I- I'd like to pull it off and um, then they're all encouraged that after hours basically when you- we're not uh, on stage when we're there's so much downtime as I say you're at the bar you're at the pool you're at whatever you're at to sit and ask questions uh, of these people, if there's something you want to talk about, and then somebody else that does whatever they do, if you find them and you say, how do you do this? What, what did you, and you share the information, uh, which is great. I mean, uh, even if there's uh, retailers that are near you, which there were, um, happy to share the information, pass it on, here's what we do. Um, more importantly, here's what we've done and didn't work, because nobody wishes that upon anybody. Nope. That uh, And this is what I tried to say up there. Listen, you're asking me a lot of questions of the success, of the successful things that we have done. What would be more important or more valuable probably is, here's what I did. Don't ever do this. Are you
2: saying that perhaps no cigar shop across the country should throw a mixed martial arts
4: fight? Yes, <laughs> I would say don't do that. Okay. Very costly. That big was very mistakes. expensive. But yeah. you did net something positive out of that. I met you. Me. I got you out of it.
2: We've been attached at the hip ever since. So There we go.
4: Wrong answer. Screw you, Ed Sullivan. So this was at Casa de de Campo in the Dominican Republic, which I urge you if you're going on a vacation, this is a place to go. I've been there a few times already. Next year is actually going to be at the same place. Go there because, and Barry, you'd like it too. There's absolutely no walking at all. I'm in. You don't have to walk anywhere because they give you a golf cart when you get there. Nice. This is the Garofalo golf cart? Everybody gets one. There's hundreds and hundreds of golf carts, and when you go into dinner, when you go into the seminar, when you go into the pool, when you go into everything, the pool's right there. Take the golf cart. Dave, are there any sobriety checkpoints? There has not been. I didn't see anything at all. I mean, I
5: could picture overturned golf carts? Ending up in the pool. There were people in the pool.
4: With their golf cart? Not with a <laughs> golf cart. No, they're tidy whities the Yeah, with the, with the tidy whities um, But they did a great job. I mean, everything, you know, and I, I know from sitting on the board of directors of these things, the type of work that goes involved in something like this uh, because there's so many moving parts, there's so many days and so many activities that happen. Um, cheers to Tiffany Rumbo, the president. Uh, she owns Club Humidor in San Antonio, Texas. Um, Scott Regina will be taking her place. Uh, he's right now the uh, first vice president. Uh, he has Emerson's in, in Norfolk, Virginia. In, in so, Chesapeake? Yeah. 67 retailers total. 30, 34 manufacturers total. Wow. So imagine four days. You have uh, just twice as many retailers and manufacturers. You could spend two days with every manufacturer if you chose to, you actually can't not spend time with the manufacturers. Back in the day, uh, when I first got into it, however many years that ago that was, it used to be, this is before the dream machines and all that stuff, that were what they called round tables. And they had a round table with each manufacturer at a round table, and like one of those dating things that you'd spend a half hour with the manufacturer and the bell would go off, and you go to the next table and you spend a half hour with the Speed cigar buying? Right. So you, They you, should bring that back. That sounds awesome. It was interesting. Um, so, um, you know, I, I told you it, it's a who's who. I mean, every manufacturer, not every manufacturer is there because there's a whole laundry list of other manufacturers to want in. But years ago, that, indes- that uh, organization was a dying industry, and this was before the cleanup happened of getting some old guys in and new guys in, old guys out, new guys in. And um, now, I mean, it's, you know, really tip-top. It's doing really good, and everybody wants to get in there. Uh, So there are some people that should be in there that aren't in there, and maybe there's some guys in there that maybe shouldn't be in there that are in there as far as manufacturers go. So maybe a little tidying up. I'm I'm not part of it, but if you're listening to me, maybe a little tidying up on who's the manufacturer. if people aren't buying from the manufacturer, it's not doing him any good anyway because it's um, it's an all inclusive thing that breakfast lunch, dinner, everything's paid for cocktail hours there's so many different things the manufacturers are footing the bill for those things to the to the in in payment to their top retailers right. which is what the idea is so uh there was a lots of scheduled events, but uh, right now let's, uh, let's go to the ding-ding. That is time for the matchup of the week. And the matchup of the week is brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Hang on.
2: Let me shoot this real quick, and then
4: I'll be ready to answer. <laughs> I'm feeling it, too, to be honest with you. It's amazing. We, I haven't had much, but tequila hits you rather quick. Wow. Whew. So, Mr. Jonathan, would you rather be able to speak fluently every language in the world? And I say this because I just came from not only a country that speaks a foreign language, but even the manufacturers that were there, they're in the Dominican Republic, they they went to uh, Spanish right away. Would you rather speak fluently every language in the world or be the best in the world at something of your choosing?
2: All right are we talking every language like pig latin and all the made up every stuff
4: everything be the best in the world but you know every single language so nobody can talk behind your back best
2: head. in the world forever
4: the, as long as i live no best in the world right now somebody can beat you
2: that's got to be every language what, then
4: well what, what do you want to be the best in the world no
2: right? if i if was going to be the best in the world i'd say all right i you know i could probably make a living as the best basketball player or golfer
1: ballroom dancer can't make money yeah,
4: they don't that. make
2: a lot of money with that. Thinking I could do, do golf and then convince Nike to start making hard goods again and really rake it in.
4: Best in the world at finance that would make you the richest guy in the world?
2: I didn't even think of that.
4: Wow. Ah,
1: that's because gonna go you're lang- not the best in the world. I'm going to go language because as a linguist, there'd be a lot of doors open in terms of financial gain.
2: I don't think I would tell anyone that so I spoke
1: I would, all the languages. I would go for being a linguist and making money.
4: It's very impressive when I talk to some people and they say I speak seven languages and stuff. I'm very impressed. Like, wow. Yeah, I had
1: it's, a friend in New York like that. Seven, yeah. Seven languages. It's amazing. Avo. Avo spoke, spoke. Yeah, I can barely speak one. Right. <laughs> we've, we've noticed. And <laughs>
5: Sullivan, what say you? I'm going with the languages. It's almost equivalent to being invisible, right? Because everybody will assume... That it doesn't matter that you're there, and they'll talk about whatever.
1: I think it would be fun. Yeah, I'd, you can get your nails done, and you'll know what the girls are saying about
4: you. Yeah, it's not good, though. <laughs> you get hurt. Yeah. How, Seinfeld reference. How often are Seinfeld you reference? getting
2: yeah. your nails done? <laughs>
4: yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> why, and why are you getting your nails done? never had a manicure? Man, I had a manicure and a pedicure twice. I've had a manicure a few times. Yeah.
1: I had a
2: pedicure once with my sister she made me do it yeah it was awesome they got the hot rocks did, and they're rubbing the legs
5: wa- did you also have a facial i had a facial once wait, wow wait,
2: you're I'm just lobbing them up wait, for parents huh wait what are we talking you go about there, swing at i'm this. sure he's had
1: a lot of facials
4: in his life
7: <laughs> uh,
2: sean the barista is covering his face over there he can't even handle you
4: so, Ed, you, wanted, you, you want languages?
2: I'm taking languages.
4: And you're taking languages, too?
2: I'm changing my answer. I want to be the best in the world at something, and I'd like to reserve what it is. I've got to think about this when I'm not half in the bag, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever the hell this concoction is that you gave us.
4: You could be the best in the world at languages, and you hit two birds with one stone. Uh-huh. Huh? Uh-huh. So you, you guys aren't thinking because you're half in the bag. I said best in the world. But you didn't think of finance.
2: You didn't think of languages. You still have to shoot that second half of the shot right there, and then we'll be even, and you won't be coming up with all these ideas.
4: here goes. (sighs) Done. And that didn't sting as much as the first one. The second one never does. It keeps getting
2: easier.
5: Yeah? Yeah. In a shocking development on a drinking show, we're running very late on this segment. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so
4: uh, early thoughts here on La Galera.
5: The chocolate's kinda of subsided a bit. I'm
2: still getting some of that cayenne spice, a little bit of cinnamon on the back end. And there is a creamy component that I guess I could stretch into chocolate, but I'm gonna go creamy, cayenne, cinnamon.
1: Barry, do cigars taste better when you have in the bag? Depends on what I'm pairing them with.
2: Like it matters.
1: But I, I think these two actually work fairly well. You got this, this sweetness of the Hornitos and a little Half bit Half
4: the bottle is gone, folks.
1: And a little bit of the bitterness from and the And only a
4: quarter of the show, so it's not gonna make it. <laughs> At this rate, we're not gonna make it.
1: So uh, I'm gonna say yeah, they do. Okay. It's All not right. the question he asked you, but <laughs> we'll go with it.
4: Were you getting anything, Ed Sullivan? No. No. All right. We're gonna take a break then. When we come back, the deep dive, that's what they called it, the concerns and what the buzz was at TAA. We're live from Studio 21 at Cinco de Mayo, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. This is David Garofalo, and you've heard me say it over and over again for many years. Please support your local cigar retailer. And I mean it. If you don't buy from them, they will go away, and then what? There'll be no place to go. That being said, Sometimes you're far away from any cigar shops or a place that doesn't carry the stuff you've been hearing about and you want to try it. That's where twoguyscigars.com comes in. It's the number twoguyscigars.com. And unlike most online cigar shops, at twoguyscigars.com you can buy a single cigar of whatever you want. You don't have to buy boxes or even five packs and suffer through cigars you might not even like. One of this and one of that is acceptable, appreciated, and commonplace at twoguyscigars.com. That's the number, two 2guyscigars.com. Thank you for your business.
8: Ooh, we're gonna have fun.
3: When the Cigar Authority returns on the United Podcast Network.
0: There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series, from Hammer & Sickle
9: and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy. The Padrón family understands the significance of time. Padrón delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padrón recipe was born. The Padrón mission is simple. Exceptional quality of their cigars handcrafted since 1964.
4: I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Chi's factory, Tobacolera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special Now for the amazing part, La Galera Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut Cigar because they demand more.
6: Hey, what's up, people? This is David Ortiz, Big Poppy from the Big Poppy Cigar. You're listening to Cigar
9: Authority.
4: And we are back. Live from the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage. Right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. The Cigar Authority now in our ninth year. You can find us, The Cigar Authority, on social media. Please be our friend and subscribe and give us a five-star review. That would be nice. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And it's time to go to break because yeah, we, we went to. so long <laughs> in the last uh, We're smoking section. the La Galera Maduro. There's two La Galera Maduros. One's a box-pressed. This is the regular round one, part of the Sky Authority Care Package. The,
2: the box press one, I think, for me anyways, is too strong for me. That's a, that's a full-bodied smoke. That's this the, is the second mildest in the line. That's the 80th with the green band, the box press? Yes. Yep. In my opinion, it's the So you think this mildest.
4: is milder than the Habano? Yeah.
7: There's yeah. no question it's I milder than the Habano.
1: You know, we passed over it a little bit in the first, first qu- quarter of the show. But the cigar has a lot of flavor to it. There's the cinnamon that Jonathan alluded to. There's some cacao to it. Um, Which
2: would be the chocolate that Jonathan alluded yeah, to. Yeah, but,
1: you know, it's more of a bitter chocolate, so.
2: Which is exactly what I said. Keep, why don't you keep drinking, buddy?
1: Wow, I agree with you. And- <laughs> That's it. I'm done getting Don't become, for the rest don't of the become day. a
2: belligerent drunk, Barron's.
4: Are you a happy drunk or?
1: A- I'm a silly drunk. Yeah? I get very silly. All right.
4: You right. jump in the pool in your underwears? Maybe less than that. But you get drunk often.
1: Nah, I I don't drink to get drunk. He drinks to get silly. But you get drunk. It's where what is it? not planned. It's May fifth. I I've been drunk once this year. Once this year. Once this year. Wow. <clears throat> I know when to stop. All right. You know, most of the time I'm driving, so I'll stop at two. <laughs> yeah, it's a small bottle. You could yeah. finish that. You can hold your, your booze, though. I think so.
4: Yeah. All right. So we're selling tickets for Two Guys Smoke Shop 33rd Anniversary Party. They're 225 a piece. Call Triple Eight Two Cigar Two if you want it now. Triple Eight Two Cigar Two, uh, because this will sell out in it could be minutes. Yeah. Not hours. It could be minutes. So I came back from the TAA, Tobacconist Association of America, and um, they had uh, the, the, the thing I like the most is trying to get information from retailers. You like retailers education. To, yeah, I want the education of what it is. Sometimes they bring in people to educate us outside of the industry, which I love. This year they didn't do that, and they brought in the retailers themselves ch- cheap, uh, yeah. you know. The hair anyway, I guess. Give
2: you a shot of tequila and you're right. all set. You start talking.
4: But uh, sometimes you get the best ideas or, 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 or you hear some horror stories of things that went bad or whatever. So some of the, the topics, and I'm, I'm looking here, um, the topic that I was uh, on for was committing to growing your business. That was the topic, committing to growing your business. So, you know, some people are... Almost okay with, yeah, business is off. It's going to drop a little this year, too. Some people are. Well, yeah, you
2: blame it on something like customer count. You blame yeah. it on uh, FDA regulations. Yes. Like there's nothing you could do about right. it.
4: Right. Um, and then there's some people that are okay with the status quo. Business is good. I'm not going to do anything to improve it. I like it the way it is and whatever. That's not me. Things are going good, to be honest with you. Things are great, but you always want them to be better. I always want them to be better. That's the
2: number one thing that we discuss behind the scenes is, all right, how do we push this to the next level? Even if we're at the next level, how do we push it to the
4: next level? So it's going great. Everything's good. What can we do to make it even better next time? Almost a game you play. Don't don't you think that a basketball player, a golfer, whatever sport, that they had the most unbelievable (laughs) year, the the, the, the MVP, they got the most home runs or whatever end up happening. Next year, whatever that number is, they want it to be more than that. Not, oh, if, if I can possibly get to where I am. No, you want it to be better than it is. Um, so kind of trying to drive that information into other retailers that are there, try to improve, commit to growing your business. Yep. Commit to it. Um, again, that was the idea of what it is and it stemmed off into why the Cigar Authority, why, um, big anniversary parties and stuff well maybe that's you know the big party is part of growing your business doing the crazy stuff that we've done how do we improve that we have that conversation uh already that we haven't even finished this party we announced it we're selling the tickets to it but how do we make next year even better than this year that doesn't even happen because what is expected of us to through our customer is we're going to make it even better next year and i think that's what what it is Uh, remodeled the store how do we take Two Guys Smoke Shop, 33 years in the business, wonderful store, everything's good. How do you do it? You remodel. You make it better. Try to improve it. The next uh, topic was a, a different group of retailers uh, operating outside the box. How do you execute a plan? This is the idea of what that was. That's not what it turned into, which is okay. Yeah. I mean, you have the panel up there, and then somebody says something that drives the conversation into, an, into another direction. Uh, and that's what, ha- what ended up happening. So I, I see it, not knowing that that w- was the way it was going to happen, but that's what it did. It Also, this little book that I have here, This was uh, everybody got it in their room, and I, wa- I didn't get one. So I didn't even get to see that one line of what was going to be there. And they said, oh, it was in your book. And I said, I didn't even get a book. And then have you goes.
2: noticed that if, um, if luggage is going to be delayed, it's always your luggage? If a flight mm. is going to be canceled, it's always your flight. If there's a book given out, you never get it. You get tomatoes on your omelet. I mean, yeah. you, you are like a bad penny sometimes. It
4: is. It is. You want to stay away. But whatever. You, and you still make it work, right?
2: Do what you got to do, do, right? Do what you
4: got to do. Next topic. How do you find great people? And what do you do with them once you have them? So this was employees, and oh my God, of this four panel that was up there, they were very different from each other. And you know, it tells you that everybody can be successful doing it completely different than the other sure. person. There's many ways to be successful, because they all did it very different than, and different than me. You know I'd hear one guy say whatever he ends up saying, and I'm shaking my head and saying, "Oh my God, the guy's very successful. So it's working." So why should he end up stopping? It's working and getting better. And, uh, you know, we'd have that conversation. These conversations ended up lasting at the bar after and dinner the next day, and it just kept going on. And the last topic was management roles and responsibilities. Um, I don't know if we got to any any of that at all.
2: Um, I'm off the hook on that one, Ed Sullivan.
4: Yeah. You're lucky. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the idea of what it is. Uh, I wonder on the Cigar Authority, has that happened to us, that our plan of talking of in the <laughs> show was to be to go a certain direction and we're completely off. We have notes in front of us so that we kind of stay. Try to keep on task. Stay there. But our do, conversation would, would this week. We get sidetracked with a little more tequila. Because there was no bullet points and nobody. I'm, I'm guessing that everybody was as prepared as I was, which was not at all, because they didn't give. They didn't give me the information, which means the other three on my panel, I don't know if anybody get information. Therefore, we're not going to stay on subject, and that was done on purpose, not to stay, keep you on subject. Go wherever it takes you. You know, I wonder if we, could we do a show like that, that we start off at something, and it's blank, a blank slate, and let's go. Where the hell would the show go? A jar of ideas. Yes, uh, which would, we talked about in the be office.
1: Horrific.
2: It would be horrific. We would talk about food because I'm outvoted because
4: that's what happened. We started talking about Barry's food blog. (laughs) that may not be coming out. Food and drinking blog. It's highly unrecommendable. It's an expensive habit. (laughs) It's
5: It's (laughs) unlikely it would go to ballroom dancing.
1: Right. It worked with cigars until the FDA got involved, so now I'm going to try it with food. Yeah.
2: We discussed all week long, uh, it was really one topic, how much is Dave going to hate that? And we would rate things. And and, then, and
4: as you did it, said, yeah, he is going to hate it. Why would you not make the change in advance of that? Oh, Ed
2: Sullivan, back me up on this. Many things were changed. They, it was, it was a were. scaling of, okay, he's only going to hate this at 50%. The other thing he was going to hate at 72%. Right. So we went with the
5: thing you'd hate the least. And uh, we had our breakfast pizza, and I said to Jonathan, what we need to do when did we get Did it snow back- out after? No, uh, oddly f- not. This is the first one. Okay. First time ever. I said, as we walk in the door of the store, we have to try to see it from with Dave's eyes and figure out what it is that
4: he's not going to like. And boy, we found a lot, but we he may did. have changed Nice. Things. Yeah. You did that thing. So, Mr. Retailer that's out there, this is part of what I ask my... Staff. All my employees, yep. but mostly the manager, to, to in the morning, walk around the building, just look around, see if the, you see anything that's, that should be taken care of, and then walk in the store, and as soon as you walk in, look at the five things, five, the first five things that you see. If one of them is all the coats hanging up in the back room and nostalgic things of five-cent cigars and, all, you know, all things that... that sh- sh- that you would imagine the consumer coming in should not be looking at. What they should be looking at walking into your cigar store is cigars, humidors, lighters, cutters, right? Yeah. Those are the things they should end up seeing. And look at that, oh, uh, oh here's a broken table with a broken leg, and here's, here's a misplaced, mismatched item. Right
2: away, we got the coffin out of there because we don't sell coffins. So <laughs> the dead coffin. guy had to go. So we apologized to gone, him. I, I didn't get an Just alert on this. Gone crutches we don't sell those we got rid of the crutches yeah just. well
4: and
5: the
1: trash bag in the driveway you know that was right. an obvious that one. was an easy one good good you know one of the things you discussed at the TAA on the deep dive was uh the road to success and you know you've been here in New England your whole life here it comes um, I lived in New York I lived in Miami I lived up here <laughs> what works here wouldn't work in New York or Miami what works in Miami wouldn't work here so the road to success. No, it's you really have to be familiar sure. with your, the area you live in. Yeah,
4: yeah. If you said let's let's <clears throat> do beer pong in the parking lot on January first, probably not so much. Right. It's not going to be a regular regular thing you would do. I would
2: advise against beer pong in general. <laughs> I, I mean, As Ed
4: a- play. took Ed, uh, our manager in, in the uh, mail order end. He, he went with us, and he played beer pong with Christian Aroa. I heard he got his ass handed to him. He did which means he drank a lot, right? Is that how that works? How does it work? I think
2: so, but I think that that means that probably Christian O'Roe is playing beer pong too much. Yeah. That's just my guess. Yeah,
1: Juan Lopez from Gurkha told uh, Ed he's never played the
4: game before, and Ed Ed believed him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got hoodwinked. Yeah. So it literally is, the TAA is funding games. Yes, it's sprinkled with some business stuff, which is great. And over the years, it has improved and improved and improved with more business stuff. Um, well, look, the top w- retailers are where they are
1: because of the relationships they've built. Yeah. And the TAA goes further to
4: take those relationships to another level. And this industry, and I know a lot of people say in their industries, it's a, just a, uh, a mis- overused word. It's a relationship business. But I promise you, this industry is a relationship business. All the way through. All, the relationship and even, you know, going to the parties, all these other manufacturers are there drinking and dancing and partying with their competitors. And the same thing with the retailers. And we, well, we all heard, got together. We, when we, we sat
2: down with George Padron. I mean, the, the laundry list of, of manufacturers that his dad would sit down with. Right. Call up uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo and say, you know, you sold your company. I, I haven't seen you in a while. What, are you too good for me? And then he'd come over and give him a cigar. This is what I'm right. working on. You know, it, it's completely relationship-based. The, the guys in the shop swapping phone numbers and meeting with each other outside of the shop and then making plans to come back
4: in the shop. I, put, the way- a, I put up a picture on social media. There was George Padron, carlito Fuente, Rocky Patel. Um, I don't Nish was part of it. He yeah, i sure. He was the ringleader in the whole tequila thing. Man. Oh, I'm sure. But here we are and everybody gets a shot and everybody's drinking shots together. Like we're college kids and stuff, which we're not. But a couple of them are professional drinkers, I'll tell you that, because they were like fine.
2: I'm not fine.
4: (laughs) It was not just shots in the shot glass. It was passed around bottles and it was crazy, crazy. And then the next day, they, they are professional because the next morning, it's a 7 a.m. breakfast, cigar breakfast thing you're going to. You know, they are all dapping up. They must take nice. naps
2: during the day.
4: Something that must be the on, way the sleep happens. I don't know what happens, but uh, it, it was unbelievable. This was the 50th anniversary of the TAA, and in here, lots of pictures of the, of the people at TAA. Um, over, the, over all those years, some uh, retailers that aren't with us any longer passed away and are uh, really nice to, to, to see. Can you imagine the first group way back when uh, putting, this, putting this organization together and to imagine 50 years later, here it is still rocking, st- still going. I wonder how they feel because 50 years ago, the business
1: person was a little bit more professional. And I'm not saying today's business people are, aren't professional. But how would somebody 50 years ago felt about all the beach drinking or the passing around of a bottle? It was different times. So I'm curious
4: how they would feel about what it is today. They used to, a, a big thing that happened on the early days of this group is there was a cigar catalog produced, the TAA cigar catalog. And they made a little catalog with all the brands of the things and the prices and everything. This is before there was any taxes or anything on the product. And everybody would agree to this is what we're going to sell the product for. And you would get thousands of catalogs that you can now send to your customers. And you were in the business automatically. And they would produce these catalogs. And if you needed them more later on, you'd call an order and buy more, but this is how many you're allowed to end up having. Um, you know, now there's the exclusive series, which we're going to get into uh, uh, in the next hour of, of the first one we'll end up showing you there's cigars that are made just for the TAA members. Right. We don't have the catalogs anymore because the days of print are are over with, but um, so they get into the exclusive series, which it's a sought-after cigar, Barry. You know better than than anyone. People are looking for these cigars, right? Right, but it's also the smallest segment of the industry. It's the cigar geek looking for them. Yeah. You you don't think a consumer that walks in a store or something hears a new release from somebody... I, they'll try it because
1: it's something new. You're going to show them it's something new. But I don't think it's as highly as anticipated as, say, the person waiting waitin for the EP, Cahillia, TAA, or the Angels Anvil, or even the Pete Johnson. It's a segmented part of the marketplace.
4: All right. All right. We're after uh, La Galera Maduro. Final thoughts here on La Galera Maduro. Slow burning. It is slow burning. It's, it's a Robusto. Last me an hour. Easy hour. Yeah, I've got another 20 minutes with this.
2: I would say the, uh, the creamy component from that uh, chocolate has kind of subsided. I'm more into espresso. Boom. Still, um, Nailed it. still a little bit of that cayenne, still a little bit of the cinnamon in the background, uh, it, and I'm at the halfway point. And what about strength, Jonathan? Well, it's a smaller cigar, so obviously it has to be stronger
1: <laughs> than every other cigar
2: on the planet.
7: There
1: you go. Uh,
2: but I would put this at a, a solid medium at best.
4: Yeah, five six on the strengths. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. You're right, you're right. So this is what I gotta do is drink along with you and then I start agreeing with you. <laughs> you know, less usually, confrontational. I wanna usually yeah. we're we're smoke a cigar. It coffee out. in the morning. Let's hug it out. Usually we
1: smoke a cigar and we're not all on the same page, but I think we're all getting the same thing from this cigar. Yeah. So I'd be curious to the chat room, those that are smoking with us, if they agree.
4: Care is sold out, right? Sold out. This is it. If Monday you're not in the care that's it. We gave you Past enough time. Monday. That was it, so we got lots, lots in it, so hopefully you're enjoying the cigar as I am. Uh, you're talking about a uh, 5.95 cigar. It's a pretty amazing quality of a cigar for that kind of price. Okay, we're gonna take a break and when we come back, so what was the buzz at TAA? Who was talking and uh, what were they talking about and what does this mean in the industry? Where is it headed? We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire in the Studio 21 podcast cafe and you're listening to the cigar authority on the united podcast network
5: stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at aging room cigars as rafael nodal has traveled to spain where the idea for aging room solera was born the solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine sherry brandy and rum the method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solara, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solara becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore.
7: In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Estelian and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit serenocigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic
0: cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal.
2: The 15th anniversary has also been named a Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th
4: anniversary. The La Galera Habato uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar
6: will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino
3: This is good smoke.
6: This is the Cigar Authority.
3: Smoke a cigar? Sure. The authority on everything cigar. In and out of the cigar industry.
9: You'll get, get nothing and I can.
3: With your host...
9: You smoke vile cigars all day.
3: David Garofalo. Oh, that's fine, as long as you're imported. Mr. Jonathan. You should have caught me before my operation. Barry Stein. I never drink. Why? And Ed Sullivan. I might even lend you my lighter. So it's time to light them up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. The Cigar Authority is here. You are finally done to tell about nothing.
4: And we are back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage. We're smoking Dominican cigars and talking about the TAA 50th anniversary. That's the Tobacconist Association of America's conference. What have we learned? Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to
2: the Cigar Authority now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast, awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational podcasts by Podbean four years in a row, The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on
4: thecigarauthority.com. All right. It's time to sober up for some of Does us. Does that even work? I don't know. Does it work? Does drink coffee make you sober? No, I don't I mean, think so. I think it I, makes I, you a, a more wide awake drunk. Really?
1: I'm, I'm going to say yes because if you, you sweat it out, like in the DR, I think you recover quicker because it's so hot and so humid, humid that as you're drinking, you're sweating out the alcohol. So the heat from the coffee helps you sweat out some of the
2: alcohol. Uh Ashall Aaron is not buying it, and neither am I. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Speeds up your metabolism, so maybe that's the positive. End We're of drinking
2: it. Costa Rican tea. If reserve. you drank a
4: lot of water, it would probably be better. Maybe
2: it, it'll lessen your headache because you'll be less dehydrated. That's no, but that's all it'd you be need.
4: like mixing lots of no filler. So like, like p- some it. dilution what? going on. Yeah, it would dilute, dilute it. it. No. Because you're going to go with the alcohol content of what you have. It's the what alcohol have. is
2: the alcohol, and that's it. Once you've consumed it, it goes into your so bloodstream. So you pour a
4: shot in a gallon of water, and you drink the gallon of water. You
2: All know. at once, it has the same alcoholic effect as if you drink a shot of so, alcohol by so itself. So,
5: Jonathan, if you drink out of those nip bottles, is it stronger because they're smaller?
2: Oh, absolutely, right. yes.
5: With a smile on his face. Uh, this is Costa Rican
2: Tirizu, and as I understand from Sean the Barista. Here at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It is grown at 4,600 feet. It's the high altitude coffee. So, this particular company picks only the perfect beans. They separate out any beans that have blemishes. It's truly hand picked and hand sorted. The perfect beans. Perfect beans. I don't know if that makes a difference, but they're going with it, so I'm going with it.
4: Sounds like it should. It's good marketing because everybody tells me that they use the top. Quality tobacco. Who's using the crap? (laughs) Barry. Who's using the crap?
1: I'm going to be good and not say anything. Yeah?
4: All right. He didn't have enough (laughs) drinks. Pull yourself another one, my friend. All right. So here's a second cigar that is not out, and I was gifted this cigar. So I thought, let's bring it. I don't know if anyone's ever smoked a cigar, but here it is. This is the emblem of... The Tobacconist Association of America, which is has the key emblem on it that is the Indian that belongs on the Mount Rushmore of cigars, right? <laughs> is the Indian. For those that are regular listeners of the Cigar oh. Authority know that that is an icon of the cigar industry and belongs on the Mount Rushmore. And belongs on the cigar. But we don't see the name of the cigar brand on the front of this. What is this, Barry?
1: Well, if the light hits it correctly, I, I believe I saw it somewhere. But anyway. It's on the back of the it's band. It's on the buddy. back. Uh, There's no light needed. You just <laughs> open your eyes
2: and look on the back of the band. It's a
1: TAA exclusive. Yeah, I thought I saw some right on the gold, but it just says TAA exclusive. But anyway, today's second cigar is limited to 2,000 boxes of 10, therefore make it a 20,000 cigar production. It is the EP TAA exclusive 2018. And it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic at tab- Tabacalera La Alianza by Ernesto Perez Carrillo. It measures six by fifty-two, and it features a Connecticut seed Habano wrapper over Nicaraguan binders and fillers. A single cigar price will set you back thirteen fifty. And when they are available in June of two thousand eighteen, you can find them at TAA retailers such as Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Nice.
4: You said the- it.
2: You said it wrong. Two times, and then write once. It's Carrillo. 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 You can't put the double L-Y sound with the R's. The Y sound is at the end of his name, Carrillo.
4: Yeah, he's trying to make it sound like he's got the Spanish language down. He doesn't have the English yeah, language down. Yeah, I don't down. even have the English <laughs> language down. All right, good-looking cigar. So let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, excellence, and tradition. Tradition. Yes, I did it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> that was the tequila. I think, I'm
2: a, I think I'm an aggravated drunk. I, get, I find myself getting more and more aggravated Are as the buzzed? show is going. Are you bu- beyond buzzed? beyond buzz? Me too. <laughs> Me too.
4: Two shots. I am it's ridiculous.
2: I, I think there was more than two ounce pours right there.
4: The no, second one think. certainly was. Second one
1: No, certainly. both of those would have fit in a shot glass. With so, a little extra.
4: A little cocoa off the foot. It it tastes like the barn. The tobacco, yeah. this barn going little, on. A little bit of peanuts.
1: And we're going
2: to light our cigar today with the Vertigo, Gauntlet. This is a inline, three jet lighter. It's got a bit of a distressed finish on it. A flip out bullet punch on the bottom, and an easy adjustment wheel. The Vertigo Gauntlet does have the patented Vertigo big ass tank, and it retails for 19.99.
4: This is a good one to travel with. Yes, I got my lighter in. You always do. So the first pull
1: off of this cigar, a very faint red pepper flake
4: and peanut shells. Mm. My lips are all tingly burning of
5: pepper. Stein.
4: The wrappers. Really?
2: Spicy. Spicy wrapper. It's the. It's not just peanuts. It's the red
4: peanuts with the, the skin on them. Yes. Spanish peanuts. The Spanish peanut. You're a fan of that? It, when you eat a lot of them, you start choking on the, on the skin.
2: Yeah. I like them though.
4: Yeah. Peanut isn't even a nut. It's a legume. Yes, it is. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Aaron agrees. He knows. He knows these things.
2: He knows his nuts. Is that where you're going with this? <laughs>
4: uh, all right, we're selling tickets for the Two Guys Thirty Third anniversary party. Uh, this is your 100th your, uh, and final warning. Th- this is it. So uh, stop by Two Guys Smoke Shop in the next hour or so or call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-224-4272. Triple Eight Two Cigar Two. Call Two Guys Smoke Shop and get a ticket if you want to join us. It is the party of all parties. You're a listener to the show. I'd love you to be there, but this is it. It's going to sell out that fast. You know, it's not days; it's hours. People from all over the world attend. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Reinhold's coming, so we can. Reinhold's say that. coming, and I'm honored. I mean, he he goes to he goes to the biggest things in the world, and uh, he's coming there, and I'm honored to have him there. It's going to be awesome that he's going to be there. Uh, Speaking of being places, let's quickly talk about the places that TAA has been. And, you know, I look at the original um, founding people that put it in 1968. They did their first convention. Jim Galpatrick, G A G I L Patrick, Uh, Gilpatrick, right? Jim Gilpatrick. He was the president of the TAA. I don't know who he is in 1968. So uh, they saw something in this, and here it is 50 years later. How cool is that? that That's you awesome. Know, he, um, you know, I don't know if he's around anymore or whatever, but um, 50 years, and he was in the business at the time. Chances are he's not, right? Um, they had the first ever, 1968, the first ever uh, convention in New York City. So it the, has been in America before. At the stout Statler Hilton Hotel for four years in a row. And from what they told me that they used to get suites and a a different manufacturer would be in each suite and you would go from room to room to go. And that was the trade show actually in the hotel room because of course in 1968, you could smoke anywhere you wanted to because we lived in a free country and it would be multiple floors too. They would have a, a, you know, two floors or something. And you'd go from room to room. And talk about,
2: uh, I mean, relatively compared to now, I would think that that would be less expensive for the
4: manufacturer that throws these elaborate parties because they could just do their room up. Of course. But the problem is that you can't find a hotel that's going to let you do it um, legally. Me and Mr. Jonathan did the show from the IPCPR with a wet towel and a smoky room.
1: I would have liked some of that smoke to have escaped under the
4: door. I'm not going to lie. So useless
1: information, but Jim Kilpatrick owned a cigar shop in the Baltimore area called the Rolling Road Tobacco Warehouse.
4: That's not useless. I I wanted to look that up myself. Thank you for doing that. Uh, And it's not there anymore? Uh, That's the next thing we're looking up. All right. So from New York City, they went to Las Vegas for the first time in 1972 at the Stardust Hotel. Then Florida, Arizona, Carolinas, Illinois, they went year after year after year because it is the Tobacconist Association of America. So from 1968 all the way to 1986, it was always in America. And then in 1987, they went to the same place we went to this year. Dominican Republic, Casa, Casa de Campo, same exact place. In 1987, the first out of the country and actually the same place we went. I've written
2: down a prediction of where you're going with this,
4: so continue. Now they went back to California after that, and then they took a Caribbean cruise on a cruise ship. Uh, Then it's the only way you can take a Caribbean cruise is on a cruise (laughs) ship because the trains don't work. But a um, a little-known fact. Yeah. (laughs) Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, Then back into America to to California, Palm Springs, California, which would never allow that to happen. Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Nashville, Tennessee, Arizona. Uh, Then uh, Cancun, Mexico on a cruise, 1995. Miami, Florida was 1996, which is probably friggin' great, right? Yeah. That'd be the place to go. This is where they are. Uh, After that, back to Mexico then maui hawaii maui hawaii that's an expensive trip in 1998 then back to america from 1999 all the way to 2006 back in america then 2007 it was the bahamas then never again in the united states it was Mexico, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Mexico, Dominican Republic, Mexico, Mexico, Dominican Republic. So sitting on the board, I've always been the one to end up saying, Tobacco Association of America, it should be in America. Frankly, the answer is they don't want us. Right. That's the unfortunate thing, and it's not from a lack of wanting to do it in America. It's they don't want us. In these other countries, they'll have us. And that's the way it is sad it is sad I'd like to have it in Cuba wouldn't that be nice the only free place to smoke again freedom is to go into a communist country where (laughs) they'll allow us and they'll embrace us to end up showing up there but it is what it is So what was the buzz happening at TAA? What are people talking about, not on stage, but where the real questions and things are answered uh, behind the scenes, at the bar, talking at nighttime with other um, retailers? What are their concerns? It sounds like the biggest concern to me was that manufacturers are opening stores. They're bothered by it. They're worried about it. As they should be. As they should be, competition. And how do you compete with the person that makes the product? The manufacturer's online competing with them. Uh, but in, on the good side of it is the economy. Everybody felt like the economy was better. Everybody's getting better at average rings. Remember, these are top retailers doing the right things to begin with anyway. So it wasn't, oh, hum, oh, woe is me. It was, what can I do to actually improve my store to uh, combat the issues that are there that, right. that were against them? So... Uh, that seemed like the biggest talk that was going on on there. Um, on the other side with manufacturers talking, and I, you, you see manufacturers talking with each other. Uh, I wonder what was going on there. But if, as I got closer, that conversation stopped. So manufacturers- They were talking about you. Nah, maybe they were talking about retailers aren't paying their bills or, you know, what's going on there. Whatever that I wasn't privy to, but- They kept it away from there. But that's what they were talking about there. Barry, I want to know what's happening in the cigar world. What are they talking about? Here's Barry. It's
2: time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. (coughs) Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't
1: done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. So, uh, Rolling Road Tobacco Warehouse is still in existence. It is uh, north of Baltimore. And uh, what's up in the cigar world outside of the list of new TAA-exclusive releases? This week was rather quiet in News. It was however announced that the cigar industry, as they try to fight FDA regulations for warning labels, General Cigar has begun shipping product with labels already in place. I
4: saw them, they had them there, people were angry about yep. it.
1: If this doesn't prove there are two different factions at work over regulations, I'm not sure what else will, and that's was up in the cigar world
2: what's up in the cigar world was brought to you by recluse cigars the recluse amadeus habano reserva uses grade a ecuadorian habano wrapper a san andreas binder a dominican Lajero, seco and pennsylvanian broadly filler tobaccos which create a blend we call the cigar
4: of the year recluse cigars is what's up that was a issue yeah, I mean, uh,
1: you're submitting to what the FDA wants. You're basically throwing the rest of the industry under the bus. To me, that was a bad move, but it just proves there's two different factions.
4: Manufacturers were upset at it, saying you pulled the trigger too fast. Why, don't, why did you hold us back? Even the stuff on display there, mm-hmm. on generals there. Um, I took a picture of it, looking at it, talking to them about it, um, not knowing the feeling of everybody else who was there. And then you talk to the manufacturers, they were upset. I talked to a retailer that received product with the warning labels mm. on it and returned it all. Good for him. Or yeah, her. Yeah, it was him. Um, That's ballsy. So, so that, that was interesting. Looking at the Cigar Authority calendar of events, uh, of things coming up here on the show uh, next week. Um, it has been two years. Next week will be two years when the FDA made, made that announcement on Cinco de Mayo two years ago of... Um, fda is controlling tobacco products so uh, i i talked with glenn loop uh there and he's looking forward to being on the show uh he'll be at an event or something but he's talked to you yes um but he'll make sure he comes on uh, and talking about where we are i was very surprised it was it was a lot of discussion on the stage with with regulations and stuff the unknown there was so much that here they are they're up there and questions are coming Mm -hmm. to them And it was a four-person panel, and they would be, the question would come up to them, and the four people would be looking at each other of, yeah, we don't know that answer. Mm -hmm. We don't know that answer. This stuff is happening now. (laughs) September, these things have to, the warning labels have to be on. A lot of things are are, are taking effect um, now and at the end, September and at the end of the year. And we still don't know. We're still in limbo with what it is. Lots of things have to be printed. It's a very costly thing. Um, What I'm understanding is you're gonna get a lot of imports in to them, clearing customs and into them before in advance of what it is. And as retailers, we should probably be doing the same, take the product in. Once the retailer has it, we have forever to be able to get it out. So what my concern is gonna be is people gonna be looking for the predated product and you're going to start seeing by by the way because the manufacturers are worried about it because they can get it in early also but they got to prove before they send it to us that that product came in beforehand so you're going to start seeing on the bottom of the boxes the actual dates when the stuff has been left leaving that country wow you're going to start seeing it immediately those dates will be on there so you know, just knowing as a retailer when a band changes or something, people think that the blend changed. Mm-hmm. People are gonna start looking for the dates on the bottom of the boxes and pre-warning label types of cigars. And how it's gonna go is that they're gonna want the ones that are predated yep. and without warning labels. So that's gonna stuff's gonna come in. So and you know, stuff that moves out fast, the next thing you know, you are gonna receive more product of that in, and you're going to be looking for that product because the consumer's going to look for that product, and it's going to be a whole, and, and believe me, if ever there was a time that blends are not going to change, this is when blends are not going to change. This is it. We got what we got, uh, assuming everything stays exactly the same. So the cigar is not going to change. I can say it till I'm blue in the face, but people are not going to believe that it didn't change because the packaging, every packaging is going to change. Every single one of them because it needs 30% on the top of the box.
1: 20%. 20%.
4: No, I think 30% in the front, oh, okay. top and front, and then 20% on any advertising products, which is going to become a problem also. What about those automatic um, things that come out of boxes that are automatic shelf talkers? Yeah. of that now needs to have a warning label on it. What about a lighter or something that has the name of a brand on it? 20% has to have a warning label on it. Uh, This this is my belief of it, but there was arguments back and forth that says no, no, no. But I say go to the cigarette cigarette industry. Look at an advertisement for a cigarette, and you're going to see the warning label on there. It's going to have to have the warning label on it. And the question is, are we going to have to actually remove those POS uh, advertisements that will have to be removed from there? Nobody knows the answers to these things. So we're going to find those things out. But Glenn Loop who's going to share what he can with us next week, uh, also with us will be Stephen Ponier. Stephen Ponier, he is the uh, local rep for La Flor Dominicana, and we'll be smoking their TAA-exclusive on the show uh and strap yourself in because holy mackerel when it comes to that cigar Um, and the following week may 19th christian aroa from cle cigars will join us and we'll play some games with him his whole thing there were all kinds of games uh, on the beach that they had the beer pong and all kinds of different stuff we're going to play some games along on that show Uh, things like the slow uh slow smoking ashketball, and different cigar games Along with that, moving on to May 26th, no Dave. No Dave. I'm going to a wedding and, uh, in Florida, in Miami, and you guys got it. And uh, Mr. Jonathan has lot, lots planned on that show. I'll be listening uh, uh, for that. In
1: terms of full disclosure, I got an
4: email from somebody who works somewhat in the
1: uh, lab research industry debunking Your thoughts, Mr. Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Get that information. If you want, I'll be fair and I'll share it with you. But just so you know. No, share it on the show. I I have it coming.
4: Come pack it. Come pack it. Come pack it. They're wrong, but come pack (laughs) it. All right, so let's talk about the cigar we're smoking. What's the name of it now?
1: It is the EP-Caio TAA Exclusive 2018.
4: Okay. So at the very beginning of the cigar... I said, oh, my God, because I have never smoked it before mm-hmm. also. My lips were tingly. It was, a, it was a boom. Oh, my God, this is going to be strong. It mellowed out. It did. It mellowed out into a good cigar. At the very beginning mm-hmm. of it, that's why you actually have to give every single cigar a chance, right? Get right. past the initial f- few puffs and don't say, and I didn't say, oh, my God, I don't like it. I said, there's tingly going on mm-hmm. and all that thing, but I reserved to say, oh, my God, this cigar is strong because it's actually not strong. The very beginning of it was scary. Right, and
1: it might mellow out some. It's not coming out officially for another month, so there'll be some more aging before it actually ships. But uh, it did start out with that bite, a little bit of strength to it. Yeah. Um, Different than a lot of the stuff that EPC has released. This is a good, it's a better than good limited edition cigar. Yeah, this one's going to be popular. Charred
2: beef ends and very, very dark espresso. That's what I'm getting for flavor
1: notes. And I'm going to throw in on the finish, there's almost a little bit of a raisin-like sweetness. No.
4: All right, let's go to break, and when we come back, uh, what's coming out new for TAA? We're going to tell you the new cigars for TAA, the special limited releases. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
1: Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android.
8: Available at top retailers like TwoGuysCigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company.
3: It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. The Cigar Authority will be right back (laughs) on the United Podcast Network.
4: Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for jose dominguez
2: well what you should be doing is talking about how good they are that jose dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake jose dominguez not singing a song if that's what you think
4: you're doing what i am doing is creating what is known as a donut
7: Bubbles, bubbles. I'm J.R. Dominguez. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority.
4: And we're back, broadcasting live from the Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound set. It's Cinco de Mayo. We're having a few drinks, enjoying ourselves, smoking a TAA cigar. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Tickets on sale. Almost sold out. Two Guys 30, 30 anniversary. Hurry if you want to do it. One triple 2 cigar 2 is the number. One triple 2 cigar 2 That's one eight 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 two two four four two seven two. If you want to get a ticket to that, it will be sold out uh, in minutes. So hurry up. Um, so TAA limited release cigars. Lots of companies. It started off with just a company or two there was a, a TAA cigar then there was two companies with a ta cigar and then all of a sudden they opened it up and they become special releases from these manufacturers a lot of them jumped in barry you get the list there
1: yep um so we'll start out and i believe this is alphabetical order but fuente's coming out with a 13 count box of opus x for taa customers and it's going to be limited to four per store so it'll be very small release yeah. no just shipping date yet
4: small count box also- Four
2: per company or
1: four per
4: store? Per store. So we're going to get four times per size. There's many sizes, right?
1: There is, in the box of 13, there are six different sizes.
4: Wow. I, I took it as we were going to get four boxes per size per mm-hmm. store.
1: Okay. Um, no? We both took it different ways, so that uh, could
4: be possible. So I thought it was that going would to be, be- That would be better. Um, yes, it would. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. It would. It'd be a lot better, mm-hmm. I, and I don't know that answer. But um, these are forbidden axes. The doc. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. These are all forbidden axes.
1: Uh, the Lee is coming out in August of 2018. C A L. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. Uh, Crown Heads, The Angel's Anvil, uh, will ship in late
4: May, early June, limited to a thousand boxes. Yep. So, um, The Angel's Anvil. The Angel's Anvil. T A A. Right? There we go. And the
1: cigar that we are smoking right now, the EPCTAA exclusive, being 10 count boxes that it's going to ship in June. The Aroa Diadema, uh, which will be 6 by 46 at its smallest point and 68 at its widest point, 10 count boxes limited to 1,327 boxes. And that should show up
4: at TTA, TAA retailers this week. Why? 1,327? Don't know. Get right. They an just answer. said they
2: had to get an even number. They rounded it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: 1,327.
1: My father will be releasing the Flor de Lancero in June or July, 20 count boxes. Uh, Gurk is doing a Heritage Rosado box press, their first TAA. Hoya de Nicaragua will be doing the Antonio Grand Reserver, a box press presidente, uh, which is an exclusive size in a pre existing line. The LFD-TAA Golden Oro Anniversary will ship sometime this summer. It will retail for $24 and we'll be smoking it next week on the Cigar Authority. La Polina will be doing the Blue Label Toro, 20-count boxes limited to 1,000 ships later this month. Monte Cristo Artisan Toro, 15-count boxes, $21 retail, shipping June of 2018. Padrone Black, yeah, which will be a 6 by 46. I was so mad at
4: him. I walked up to him day one of the show, and I said, how did we not get that out of you? He was here for like three hours. We could not get that Mm -hmm. out of him, and he had it up his sleeve. So it's a black band of a Padrone.
1: Which will be similar to the band they use for Orlando Padrone's European release. It's a
4: round 1926 type blend.
1: Yep, and production is based upon how many were ordered at the show, and uh, shipping is
4: to be determined, 6 by 46. Well, Uh, I know, and I asked him, am I the champion after placing my order? And he mm -hmm. said, yes, you are. So we went deep. Nice. We went deep. And the company that started it all for TAA
1: limited releases, I believe it was in 92, but don't hold me to that, the Tatuahe TAA 50th. Will ship later this month, limited to 2,500 boxes. Which is a lot less than last year's. Yeah, they already said retailers are gonna have their orders cut, so yeah. once you see them, grab them. They'll be at Two Guys Smoke Shop and twoguyscigars.com, as will many of the releases on the list. And lastly, is coming out with a yellow cutter. Instead of silver blades, it'll have black blades. That'll have a $75 retail price and it'll ship next month. And that's the limited releases. For this year?
2: I, I have an answer, I think, on the Aroa. They boxed them all. And that's how many made it without
1: being damaged.
4: Ah.
2: Because some companies, which we found out from Padrone, they didn't box up every single millennium that they had, so right. they have some kicking around. Aroa boxed them they, all.
4: They, they, and they're all ready to go. Yep. And he was ready to ship out soon? Well, that explains because yeah, they're, they're, they're shipping, shipping the end of this month. Yeah, right? so he knows how many he has. Exactly. That's what is. Okay, they made so it. That makes sense. One of the things I want to mention is uh after hours discussion that came up often. And it was a talk about people about lounge lizards. And that, and that particular word came up and I didn't understand what, what a lounge lizard was.
2: Typically it's a guy that wears uh, an older army t-shirt, maybe he's wearing mandals and shorts and it's not even that warm out.
4: No, it's uh, <laughs> what they said, it was people that go into their cigar lounge and bring their own cigars. Now they're coming around and seeing this. They're opening their eyes to see this is going on. Or they buy a cheap cigar and stay the day. And they said, you know, it actually hurts sales having these people in our store. What do we do about it? And this was a big concern that was brought up many times by a lot of people. So we're all feeling it, right? Don't be a lounge loser You know, don't do it because now they all see see it. I was the bad guy to always bring it up every year, the Ten Commandments and the big fight of the the commandment number one, which is don't bring cigars you bought from another store in there. You gotta go, you gotta keep these brick and mortar retailers alive, which means when you go in their store, buy a cigar. Number one, buy a cigar. The first thing you do is buy a cigar. Get that over with. If you make that the habit of what you end up doing, the first thing I do is buy a cigar, then chat with people or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. You won't be that one that they're talking about behind mm-hmm. your back. And when you want a second cigar, get up and buy a get second up. cigar. If you can't afford one today, don't go to the store. You right? Can- you don't go into yep. a restaurant. You can't afford to buy something in the restaurant yep. today, so you go going to the restaurant anyway. Yep.
1: You can't go to a bar with your own, order one beer and then drink your
4: six-pack. But they all, I mean, it was a major, major concern. They're all Mm. seeing it, so heads up, everybody. Don't do it. Uh, Right now, let's uh, get to the Don Raphael offer of the day. Don Raphael offer of the day is brought to you by Don Raphael cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so... For how much?
2: The people listening on the podcast, it's a not, not video. right? The people listening on the podcast thought that that was a great dramatic pause, but <laughs> since they blow up my spot every single time we do a great segue, yeah. I'm going to say David lost his paperwork, and that's what the dramatic pause was about. But
4: you, I, I knew what to say except for one little yeah, line. Yeah, you missed the
2: one little line. Yeah. You've been breaking my balls about not memorizing the show open here.
4: All right, so $500, and this goes perfect for... Some of the activities happening at TAA. Strip down to your bi- bikini briefs, which is what I wear, at the mall during a Christmas rush, and participate in a mock weigh-in like a professional wrestler or fighter. You have to sell it and make people believe that it's real. Flex on the scale, stare down the promo pitcher, and shadow box.
2: I would do that for free? Yeah. <laughs> But $500, I'm totally in. Totally in.
1: Yeah, there's no weight division for me, so I couldn't sell it, so I'll pass. I'm going to take a pass. I'll pass. Come on, through. Ed Sullivan.
4: You have the body to be able to do it. So does uh, Ed Sullivan. Yes, he does. He's yes, very he, svelte. Yeah, he does, but me and Barry can't participate. You guys I, can do I cover the, my mirrors uh, at home. How about
5: the sumo event?
4: <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, me and Barry end up slapping our stomachs and get into that. Into that. I'll do that for five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> right in the mall, take our shirts off and, yeah. and do the stance like we're gonna sumo wrestle. Can you I imagine a horror? I would even try we'll to make, make the weight. news. We'll make the news.
2: i try to make wait for the as the for guy the mark tries.
4: To, you haven't been tased. That might be our first getting tased. Oh, nice.
2: <laughs> no. You paused. No. You had to think about it. Yes. <laughs> Was that electrocution, a taser?
4: No. No, it was a TENS unit. So I want to talk uh, briefly about the highlight of TAA for me. So I, I love to donuts? learn. Donuts? They had donuts? They had donuts. <laughs> they were horrible. I didn't even take a picture. And people asked me. A lot of people went over and said. Bring in your donuts What, what, and do, you stuff? Th- what do you think of the donut selection <laughs> or whatever? I said it's horrible and it's not even deserving it's an abomination of a, of a photograph. There's <laughs> not a good donut in the Dominican Republic. They got to get with it when it comes to donuts. I don't know if, you know, even their bread doesn't, it's like hard. It's not impressive bread. So they have lousy donuts. Pizza. I like what they use
1: for butter down there. Yeah. Very different taste.
4: Yeah. Their eggs are phenomenal. Yes. They're orange. Mm -hmm. Delicious eggs. And Tostanus. Yeah. I love the Tostanus. Yeah. This edition
2: of the Food Authority.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So the highlight was not the food. The food was good in, in most cases. But we took a trip <clears throat> to the Altadas factory, which is right there in La Romana. Just a, I mean, you could literally take your golf cart. By the way, it's golf carts. There's no walking involved. But some people did, but we ended up taking the bus that, uh, that went down there. Hosted by Rafael and Adele in what they call, um, what were they, the... Um, not the Sopranos, the, the, the group of maestros. 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 Mm-hmm. And these are all the top lenders and everything that were there. And they had the top guys from Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, and Cuba. So it was like a classroom setup and in front of you were three cups of coffee. They poured uh, they had girls going around pouring the coffee and they were labeled Dominican, Nicaraguan, and Cuban. And now you, you taste all three coffees and they're not asking you about the coffee, but they're actually telling you to try to, maybe that'll help you judge the three cigars, ABC. And they're giving you three cigars labeled ABC. One's a Monte Cristo Dominican, one's a Monte Cristo Nicaraguan, and one is a Monte Cristo Cuban. So I got this right, no problem. Slam dunk. First off, they were all kind of dark cigars. So, you know, Monte Cristo, you know, is a light wrapper cigar, but they have other Monte Cristos. So there's the, th- the missing right, that happens right there. So, some people were lighting one cigar, going for a, for a <coughs> while, and I immediately cut all three cigars, draw tested. So you're professional. Yeah. I had, uh, right in front, Of the classroom, I'm right there because I really care about this. This is going to be the highlight of my – of there. Then each maestro got up and talked about their blend and what to expect on their blend. I'm getting a little scared now that they're trying to trick me, that they're talking about maybe – And for
2: people listening and watching, this is because David and I trick each other.
4: (laughs) This is what we do. He's the trickiest
2: one of all, by the way. He plays the most games.
4: So – now, what I'm doing here at this point is as I'm smoking a cigar and I say, all right, I think this one's Dominican, I place it on my Dominican cup, and then I got them lined up, and then I'm going back and forth to the different ones and just keep going, moving some stuff around. Ed, uh, manager over there in the, on the mail order end side, is next to me, and we're talking back and forth, and he says, ah, I don't think this is, uh, I think what you have is. Cuban is really Nicaraguan, and I said, the Nicaraguan is the Nicaraguan. I got that. Dialed in. Yeah, that's that one. I disagree with you. I don't think it is. I said, my problem, believe it or not, is Dominican. If it was the Dominican Monte Cristo that we all know, I would have nailed it. Right. But this was a different one that I didn't know. But it's supposedly an all-Dominican product. So all-Dominican I got it. Although there, you would all,
2: expect it to be kind of one-dimensional because it all coming from the same country.
4: Yeah. So and so I got that all Nicaraguan, I think. I got now I'm figuring the Cuban and um, they come over to me with a microphone and said, which one is the Cuban? The one I had no idea of. They not So I said, well, the Nicaraguan is C. And I'm pretty sure the Dominican is A, therefore B, is the Cuban. Not that I know that that's the Cuban, but it's out of default. That's what I think it is. And then they went around to every single person and said, okay, now write it down, because we had a little pad of paper and mm-hmm. we had to write the thing down. And I got it wrong. I got the Nicaraguan right, but the other two were wrong. Uh, Ed next to me got all three wrong because he didn't believe the Nicaraguan was the Nicaraguan. And of, say there were 100 people doing this, I think one or two people, that was it, because they gave him a prize, got it. No kidding. I mean, it was set up so that you were going to not get it, I guess. Um, but, boy, you think you got it. You know, you, I couldn't tell the difference between a, a Dominican Monte Cristo and a Cuban Monte Cristo. I'll tell you, they were similar. Well, we've, very, done, very, we've done it on the show, and we've, we've guessed that they were similar with, so, with the two. So if that's what they were trying to do, if they were, which we talked about Cohiba, right? Yeah. They're trying to emulate the flavor of it. Smoking them both at the same time, wow, they were so close that it could have went either way. And I did it the wrong way, but I mean, it was I had a hard time with those two. They were very, very similar. And I don't know what, it was a wavy band at the bottom, at the foot of the cigar. I don't know what that Monte Cristo Mm -hmm. was. I had never had it before, but it was very similar to the Cuban one. It was a very, very interesting uh, experiment to go through, and maybe we'll figure something out to do on the show, maybe with them. We can go through a, a sure. project or something. It was fun, it was, it was a good time. Right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, haha, they're coming to take
9: me away, ho ho, hee hee, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me.
1: It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from four by 44 to the absolutely insane eight by 80 Asylum Cigars. Nowadays, when a person asks you for the time, we push the button on our phone and let you know. In England, that's about to change as the days of analog clocks are coming to an end. Now, Mr. Jonathan, that's C-L, clocks. Don't get the wrong idea. This week it was announced that many schools are ditching analog clocks because students can't read them, and it's causing them undue stress when taking a test to figure out how much time is left. First cursive writing, now clocks. No word, however, if Flavor Flav or Big Ben we'll get a makeover and go digital and that's not only insane it's asylum
4: wow they're coming to take me away haha they're coming to take me away ho-
1: times are <laughs> changing what about watches <laughs> if you look like the, the time, apple watch most people to choose to put the digital time on their watch you're not wearing a watch bro jonathan's not wearing a watch i got not watches a watch. though
4: they're all yeah. analog
1: but during the show you push the button to see how much time is left for that segment I gotta see if my iPhone will switch to the other kind
4: the big hand is on the six you know the big hand you could say some things to that generation and yeah you could almost speak in code what's the big hand on what are you talking about crazy yeah. huh all right so we're running out of time so uh, what do we think of this cigar it's got that
2: roasted dark espresso thing going on for me, still kind of a charred.
4: You're finding a heavy, heavy though.
2: It's, yeah, it's it's a little on the strong side for me.
1: It's definitely heavier than EPC has produced in recent memory to me. Um, I
4: think this is going to be a winner. Yeah? It's burning perfect. You're, and you're saying it's a month away? It's a month away. It's not going to let away. this sit, yeah. sit
1: another month. It's not going to ship till June.
4: This is a winner. It's good. He's, he's got it a. It is good. He's got a. This thing is going to be a big deal. How yep. much is this cigar? Uh, it was thirteen fifty. No cheap date, but in uh, small boxes, right? Can't count box. Yeah, people buy this by the box. This is a winner. Mm-hmm. And is this the one that was a thousand boxes made? Uh, Two thousand boxes, twenty thousand cigars. Okay. Yeah, I'd say grab them. This is going to be. Uh, this is going to put Ernie right back on the map. It's definitely a a
1: throwback to his early days. Yep.
4: Great looking wrapper. Good taste. Um, Perfectly rolled. You can't even see the seams. As much as it's full-bodied, I'd say a 7 to an 8. Yeah, Yeah, I'd go 7, 7, 8.
1: And in terms of flavor, flavor's right there, 8, 9. There's a lot going
4: on with the cigar. It's a good smoke. He really highlighted the uh, TAA for the 50th anniversary here. This, mm. is, uh, this is nice. This is going to be a winner. I like it. I like the look of it. Uh, I think I, we got a winner I, there. I do
2: have a mailbag I have to read. All right. So this was submitted by Stephen through the Contact Us page, and the tagline is relaxation. Hello, I've been listening for six months, and I've been enjoying the show. I just paused listening to the uh, mail opening episode. Cigars are meant to be relaxing, and listening to you while I work is also relaxing and educating. But Mr. Jonathan and his complaining gets annoying and not so relaxing. This is
4: why he has to read this one. When they write bad about him, he actually likes it, folks. Taste is subjective. If he tastes something you don't and he likes it, he should
2: just be happy, not mad and confrontational. Also, tobacco strength is subjective. People who smoke more can handle higher tobacco amounts, and some people just can't. Again, relax and stop yelling in the mic. You're going to blow my speakers and eardrums out. Everyone else, keep up the good work. (laughs) So Stephen is a fan not of Mr. Jonathan. I look at it as constructive criticism. And I can't stop myself. When Barry is wrong, I must tell him. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: it's what I do. You need to make yourself feel better. Exactly.
4: Yes. That's how he relaxes. Right. right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's it. That's how you end up relaxing. So uh, we got a winning cigar here. Um, next week, it was two years ago when the crap hit the fan with FDA and the, this little premium cigar industry. It is as bad as it looks um, in the light. Is there light through the tunnel? Glenn Loop, the director of the CRA, the Cigar Rights of America, will bring up us up to speed as we light up two more Dominican cigars. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And there's no way you learned anything
2: in the last two hours, but always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. Cinco de Mayo.